I love that song that says he won't. We need a new t-shirt that says won't. I like that. Maybe our creative team can put something together for us there. Hey, we are glad that you guys are here today. Hey, listen, I don't know if you caught it, but tonight is going to be a great night as we have neighbor nights. Listen, from 5 to 6.30 night, we want to invite you to come bring a dish with you as we go old school buffet potluck and have a great time. But tonight... We are going to be celebrating redneck, white, and blue here in 1910 as we get ready for the 4th of July weekend coming up next weekend and having a great time. But we want just a great time for us to get to know one another, develop community, and play some silly games, have a great time, stuff for your kids. So you come, dress the part, red, white, and blue. You can dress redneck, whatever you want to do, whatever fits you best, all right? Or you mix the two. But we want to invite you to come tonight from 5 to 6.30 as we have a great time just developing community one with one another. Hey, today we're going to start a series entitled Hashtag Whiteboard Preach. Uh, in, in my office, I have uh, behind my desk, and, and I have a wall in my office that hides my desk because it's atrocious. Come on, how many of you have a spot like that at your house? Just say, you hope no one ever shows up. You know, that even when Jesus comes, that he kind of passes by that area of your home and just, right. But I have a, a but, but above my, my, my uh, pig pen back there, I have a whiteboard. And, and on this whiteboard, I just, I start throwing things up there, just downloads that I get from the Lord, things that he speaks into, things that he's showing me, things that he's saying, maybe questions I have. Um, sometimes there have been some ninjas that come in there and write stuff on there for me. I don't know how it gets there, but, but, but I love to just, and then I just, I process it. Come on. How many of you have to write something down in order for you to remember it, right? Or you type it in or whatever. I just forget things. Um, I like to think that I'm gifted and I'm able to contain a lot of things at one time, but then I forget some important things. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And so I have to write these things. Well, we're going to start on a journey today, and I want to kind of let you behind the wall and kind of see some of the things that God's been speaking and showing me, but I believe that they're words for us. And, and, and I just want to share some nuggets and some truths with you, some things that, that, that heaven's been, been, been sending me over the last several months and even a couple of years now. And we're going to begin to un- unpack these uh, over the next uh, few few weeks. Um, you know, I grew up in athletics, and and there's a there's a tactic, there's a ploy that that coaches, I believe, still utilize today with their teams, trying to get them fired up, trying to get them prepared for their opponent that they're going to face in the next game. Um, uh, they 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 they're called it's called bullet uh, bulletin board material. Um, um, how many of you remember newspapers? <laughs> remember when you used to read those? How many of you ever threw newspapers that had a newspaper route? Anybody? Right here. That's what I'm talking about, right? Anybody ever collect aluminum cans because you thought you were going to be rich and be the next Warren Buffett and make, yeah, we crush. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but but, but um, my coach used to bring newsboard clippings or, or newspaper clippings and post them on a, on a bulletin board that was prominent in our locker room growing up. And, and these would be things from like the, 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 the next opponent, their, their local newspaper may have written about us, you know, talking about, oh yeah, their, their O-line is, you know, weak sauce or their quarterback's a pansy and ought to be on the drill team and, you know, things like that. And, but, but, but our coach would post these and on, on the bulletin board when we walked in, every time you walk in, you'd see those bulletin board points and moments 
And what they were meant to do is to get you fired up, agitated, but they were meant to inspire you to go out and just annihilate your next opponent. And it would work. I mean, it would work. I love these, this bullet, bulletin board material that coach would put up. Well, I, I want to throw some at you today. In fact, I want to throw one that, that I, I believe that it's, it's been on my board for a long time and, and we just have to start here. And especially, I believe, given the the days and times in which we live in. But today, I want us to talk about staying true to the Lord. Is that okay? Can you guys read that? Now, listen, I had a stroke five years ago, so I don't write so well. My kids remind me, Dad, you didn't write good pre-stroke either. And so that's okay. Hopefully, you guys will be able to, to understand and read these things. But today, I want us to look at this idea of what does it mean to stay true to the Lord. In fact, there's a key passage we're going to look at today. It's Galatians chapter 1, verse 10. I, I gave you a preview to that last week in, in our Father's Day sermon. And by the way, dudes, have you, have you used the WD-40 or duct tape at any point this week? Yeah, 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 awesome. I'm glad I could help with that. Um, but, but, but I want us to look at this passage in Galatians chapter one, uh, verse 10 today, pa- Paul is writing these words to, to the Galatians, to the believers there in Galatia. Okay. It was the name of the city and he's writing to the believers there. They're, they're, they're believers. They've placed their faith. I put my faith in Jesus, right? He, he, he won't let us down, will it? but they're, they're believers and, and, and they're following him, but, but something's beginning to happen. The, the, the zealous Jewish Christians are, are kind of adding on some addendums to the faith. They're, they're, they're going back to their, their old religious laws and customs. And, 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 and this message that Peter and the apostles have started preaching since, since Pentecost, the, the, the religious people are feeling like they need to add some other things because faith in Christ alone was not enough. And so they were trying to bring back some of the religious laws and and customs and saying, hey, listen, faith in Jesus. uh, No, we need to get back to doing these other things that were more uh, just just kind of religious. And it irks Paul. Paul has had enough. Now, listen, if there's anybody that understands Jewish customs and laws more than I mean, this dude, Paul, that's writing this verse that we're about to look at, he understands it. Come on, this was the dude of all. I mean, he would, he would be the perpetual Jeopardy champion when it comes to all things Jewish customs. Would he not? He, he, he was trained by the best. And he was, he, was the, he was the dude, right? But he's upset because Paul understands something. Faith in Jesus is enough. Woe to us to begin to add things requirements to people and to the gospel saying, you better do these things in order for Jesus to accept you. Like you better go to church more or you better work harder. You better be a good person. You better be able to quote whatever, right? But that's kind of what's happening. They're wanting to bring back some of these customs and traditions. And Paul's saying, listen, listen, you better be careful. He's writing to the Galatians that, listen, stay true to the Lord. You know Jesus. You've heard him preach. You've placed your faith in him. Stay true to him. Quit listening to the whimperings of those around you 
and focus on him. In fact, Paul would write, this is what he says in Galatians chapter one, verse 10. He would say, obviously, I'm not trying to win the approval of people, but of God. If pleasing people were my goal, I would not be Christ's servant. Paul is saying, guys, listen, I'm not here to try to win a popularity contest. I'm just telling you that Jesus is enough. And, and quit trying to change the gospel. Quit trying to change the message of, of a God who loves you that sent his only son. He went and he laid down his life. He died for your sin because you deserve death. But God in his great love for us sent his son Jesus to become the payment of our sin. He took on our death and he rose from the grave on the third day. And because he's alive, check this out. You don't have to continue to be dead in your sin. There is a new life that Jesus offers every one of us. And here it is. It is free. It doesn't cost you anything. Actually, it does. You need to humble yourself and call upon the name of the Lord and be saved, right? And he comes into a person's life. The old is gone. All things become new. You are transformed. That's the gospel. Doug, did I mess anything up there? I think that's pretty much it. There's no need to add things on that. Well, you better vote this way. You, you, you better read from this translation. You, 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 you better attend this number of times. And you, no, no, no. That's what's happening here. And Paul's saying, guys, listen, come on. Let's just keep it about Jesus. In fact, can I just tell you something? Life is better when you keep it about Jesus. In fact, I remember, I remember being early on in, in, in my, my college years, uh, 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 an evangelist saying, hey, let's keep the main thing the main thing. And the main thing that he's talking about is Jesus. I don't know. I chose pink. I don't know why, but I chose. Can y'all see that? Jesus. And I'm telling you, your life goes better when you keep it about the main thing. Hey, church goes better when church keeps it about the main thing. And listen, I'm all for camps in the city and things like that. We had a great time. And by the way, everyone involved with that, Lori Barker, Annie Brown, all of our host families, our staff, everybody, those of you that brought lunches and snacks, thank you, thank you, thank you. I know of at least three boys and girls that said yes to Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. I just heard that one. I haven't seen the list yet. But when you keep everything about Jesus, I'm telling you, life goes better for you and life goes better in the church. In fact, the church, a church, woe to a church that makes it about other things but Jesus. And it's easy because there are a lot of us in positions that I'm in that will make it about other things. It can become about us and we can forget Jesus and the one that we're doing it for. That's why I need you guys to keep me in check, okay? I need you to keep me in check and make sure that we're continuing to point you to Jesus. I sent a note to our staff today. Hey, listen, today may everything we say and do point people to Jesus. Come on, you need Jesus. You don't need Jason. You need Jesus. You don't need Pastor Allen. You need Jesus. You don't need another program. You don't need hate. You need Jesus. Come on, somebody. He will change your life. Amen? Anyway, it's easy for us to forget him, though. And, and I know that we would never fall into the trap of what Paul is addressing, where we would begin to listen to others. 
I know you say, I, I, would not, I cannot believe they would begin to listen to other teachings and false teachings and things that would lead them astray. Surely these people, hey, listen, do, do you ever find yourself trying to maybe please people? Be careful before you answer that. Do, do, do we not a lot of times find ourselves living for, oh, let's just, let's just, for approval of others? Is this making sense to anybody yet? What do you, no, I would never deal with that. Have you ever like looked at some sort of fashion magazine or to Madison Avenue to see how maybe you should dress? Do you find yourself trying to use the same words or phrases that other people use? If I just had this type of house or if I drove this type of car? Listen, it's, it's real easy, is it, not to be sucked into this approval mentality, right? And, and listen, I don't know if it's necessarily a bad thing. I'm not saying we shouldn't listen to people and we shouldn't care what other people have to say. Uh, and in fact, I shared with you last week, I think, you know, every one of us as little boys, we, we live to hear our dad say, well done, son. Don't we want to, we want to make our dad happy or we want to make our mom happy, right? We want to please them, right? Growing up in the world of athletics, if you're an athlete, you know, man, if I can just keep the coach happy, that means I get more PT. That means playing time, right? If I do what the coach says, if I work hard, if I win the approval of the coach, maybe I'm going to get to play more. And then when you get out on that field, oh, and the lights come on on Friday night and you hear the, as Lady Gaga would say, the applause, applause, applause. I live for the applause, applause, live for the, that's what she's saying about. It. And so many of us live for the applause. Let's just put that up there because Gaga made it famous, right? But we live for applause. Do we not? Oh, this is a bad idea. That says applause, but we live for that. The lights go on. The crowd begins to clap. Gaga says, put your hands up and make them touch. A-P-P-L-A-U-S-E, applause. We live for that. The band starts playing. They start chanting your name or, 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 or people check this out. People on this. Oh, they start to like what you put up there. That stands for social media. And if we can just get more followers, more likes, and I'm done nothing wrong with that. I, and I just hope that what you're putting up there is, is worthy of, of him, right? But we live for that. We live for this a lot, do we not? We do. And I'm not saying that, that we shouldn't be concerned about what people think, but, but Paul's writing to, to the, the Galatians said, listen, you can be so consumed with this that you forget this and what he's called us to be about. We want to drive a car that makes us look right. Oh, heaven forbid somebody unfollow us on social media. And for so many of us, our identity is built in that. And when, when people drop off, like, wow, oh, what have I done? We want to be liked. We want the approval. Listen, I want to encourage you to maybe today to begin to shift whose approval we live for. And instead of trying to appease man and please man, and by the way, I'm going to tell you, it's futile. You never will. I remember something um, several years ago. I read something from MTV. 
Y'all remember when MTV really did play music videos? It was awesome, was it not? Shot through the heart and your tube. I mean, it was just great, right? But MTV said what's in today will be out in 60 days. It's probably a shorter time span now. And what happens is we begin to live to make people like us. We dress the way that we, they, 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 I'm wearing Jordans today. I remember when I got my first pair of Jordans, I got them when they first came out. I, I, I bought my first pair of Jordans in 1985 and my whole basketball team went out and bought them because we thought if we all wore Jordans, we were going to play better. <laughs> Problem was we were all short and we weren't that good and it didn't help us really, but we look good, right? Every golfer knows at least if I look good on the golf course, maybe no. Paid 99 bucks for that first pair of Air Jordans too. My dad was livid. Hey parents, do you remember when your kids used to have to work to earn the money to go buy their own stuff? <laughs> and we got one parent back there saying, bring it back, you know, man. Well, but we, 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 we live for the approval of others. We want to look the part. We want them to like us. We want to say the right things and what have you. I'm just telling you, you will never please the world. You might momentarily, but it's going to be what's in today is gone tomorrow. And, and, and what happens is so many of us are caught up in this cycle of, 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 of trying to just, we're just trying to, to approve, have them approve of us. It's futile. It's never ending. You know, if, if, if we set out, listen, so, so if I have the world on one side, I have the opposite of the world is living for God. These are two extremes, are they not? And today, I believe that you've got to choose whom you're going to seek this from. In fact, I think Joshua issued a challenge one day to the people. You must choose whom you're going to serve. But as for me in my house, he said, we will but these things are so in opposition one to another. And I'm telling you, the moment you choose to start living for him is the moment that, oof, stuff will hit the fan. I, I, I believe today is a kind of a drawing a line in the sand type moment for us as the body of Christ. Um. You're all well aware of what happened Thursday with the Supreme Court ruling. We're, we're, we're all, hang on, yeah, that's good. You can clap, but I just want to just hang in there with me real quick. In fact, we, I was watching the news as things unfolded. I went home to watch. I wanted to capture and see what was happening. And I captured this photo watching a news channel. I snapped it. That was on my TV and... And that statement is correct, is it not? Now, it was, it was founded to be that, but we are so far from being a Christian nation as if I needed that reminder from someone. But that's where we live, is it not? We, we, this, the, 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 the world even acknowledges that we have fallen so 
far away. Christ is my firm foundation. Is he really? Church, we have wandered so far away from building our lives on the word of God and living to that. Here's the deal. Here's what I want to encourage someone with today. Listen, I understand that when you live in a culture for 50 years where there has been a message preached that I have a right to choose if I give birth or not, I can understand that when a decision against that comes, I can understand that it's hard and difficult to accept and understand. I get it. If something's taught and this is what's legal and this is what seems to be right, I get that. But I just want to encourage you with something today. That, that 50-year law and rule was not made by this guy. It was made here. And, 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 and when you look at this, it matches this. And so I, I, I get it. I understand the confusion for some of you if you're under the age of 50. I'm, I'm just a little above that. I'm 51. But my whole life, it's just been something that was right from this perspective. <laughs> I also want you to know something in relation to that. By the way, for those of you that clapped and who not, I'm thankful, thankful for that. But, but can I just remind us of something? That in our representing him does not give us a license to be a jerk. <laughs> and to be rude and to condemn and to judge. Are you okay with that? Because I would also remind you what his word says about those things, <laughs> right? And so we can stand for the truth and what's right and what his word says, but we don't have to act like what you saw on the screen in the process. And, and, and I would just, I'm, since I'm, I'm, I'm there, is that okay? Uh, I, I would just say this too. I want you to know that this church is always going to fight for life. We are. We, we support groups and organizations, even through your faithful giving, that, that fight for the life of unborn children. We fight and we, we support groups and agencies also that want to come alongside of, of young couples that find themselves in a pregnancy situation, trying to help them understand that there are other alternatives and options and to provide resources and counseling and help as well to help them make this type of decision, Right? You see what happens in a culture when, when we begin to listen here? And I told you, it flips and flops back and forth time and time again. And we care for, for people. We, 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 we want to see. In fact, I'm reminded God's word says so much about you. It says you are fearfully and wonderfully made. It says you were knit together in your mother's womb. Listen, there are plans that God has for you long before you ever made your grand entrance. He already had your future mapped out. And woe to me to think that I can supersede him and dictate what somebody's future is or isn't. I'm not this. And, and, and let me just remind you, this is, this is me. This is me, but I think this is God as well. I am not my own. God paid a high price for my life. He gave himself for me. 
I've been bought with a price. I'm not my own. I've surrendered and yielded my life to him. And I'm just telling you, a life lived under this leadership versus this leadership is far better. It is so much better. There is freedom. The anger, the rage, when I surrender to him, I'm telling you, there's freedom here. There's not restriction. But this is one of these moments, church. This is a line in the sand moment. And we've got to determine today, you've got to determine today if you will do this. If you're going to stay true to the Lord, and if you're going to follow him, and if you believe that God's ways are greater, God's ways are better, I'm telling you, you're, you're going to have to move from this. Are you with me today? In, in, in Acts chapter 5, Peter and the apostles are preaching, teaching, performing miracles, and And the religious people hated it because what's happening is this message of Jesus, the Messiah, resurrected Messiah was so different that they couldn't control it. (laughs) Ooh, there's a series there. Not being able to control the spirit and the move of God. Amen. Come on. Maybe this fall. Is that all right if we go there? Okay. Uh, Acts 1, 120 believers. Acts 3, it's now 3,000 Acts chapter four, it's now 5,000. These guys, Peter and the apostles are preaching. They're teaching about, about a risen savior. His name is Jesus. He's the Messiah. He's the one, the one, the promised one that would deliver the people. Yeah, he's the very one that you nailed to the tree, the cross. The religious people have brought the Peter and the apostles in and said, you guys better stop it. We're going to kill you if you don't stop it. They throw them in prison only to find that somehow they escape and they're out and they're back out in the streets preaching and teaching. They bring them back and the religious leader said, this is it, guys, one more time and you're done. You're done. And I love Peter's response in 529 of Acts. He says, listen, we must obey God rather than any human authority. I thought the Bible says we're supposed to submit to those in authority. It does. But when that authority begins to operate from this perspective and not this perspective, we must choose who we're going to follow. We've got to choose God's ways or theirs. You see, those apostles had something set. They understood what their priorities were. And every one of us that are watching and listening today have got to determine that as well. And we need to live from what our priorities are. I'm praying that this affects that. I'm praying that we live from an understanding of who we belong to and where truth rests and where it resides and what will this changes every 60 days. Hey, listen, he is the same yesterday, today and forever. He never shifts or changes because you know what? When you have something right, you don't have to amend it. Luke chapter six, verses 22 through 23 in the message translation reads this. Count yourself blessed. Every time someone cuts you down or throws you out, every time someone smears or blackens your name to discredit me, what it means is this. Truth is too close for comfort and for that person is uncomfortable. You can be glad when that happens. Skip like a lamb. I don't know how lamb skips, but skip like a lamb if you'd like. If, for even if they don't like it, I do. <laughs> I do. 
and all of heaven applauds. And know that you're in good company. My preachers and and witnesses have always been treated like this. So you see, we do need to live for this. But we just need to determine which side of this we live and seek it from. I live for the applause, but I live for the applause of heaven. Christ is my firm foundation. He's the rock on which I stand when everything else is shaken. What's the next line? I've never been more blessed. I put my faith in you. Yeah, it's awesome. That's what we need. So you've got to choose today how to stay true to the Lord. Am I listening to others? Am I trying to please people? Am I, am I living for approval from the world? Am I seeking their applause, their accolades? And, or will I choose to go with Jesus? Will I understand that God's ways are so much greater, so much greater? How do you do it? He's greater. Is that what you do? Is that the math thing there? He is so much greater than the world. And I just hope that you will believe that today. Church, if there's anything that I want your life to be known for, and if there's anything that I want the life of this church to be known for, is that we stay true to the Lord. We didn't give in and listen to crazy thoughts or differing opinions, things that contradict him, that we weren't trying to please people, because if we start pleasing people and living from this perspective, then we will not be pleasing our Father in heaven. You can't have it both ways. I'm going to close with this as the band comes back up. Colossians chapter 3, verse 23 says, work willingly at whatever you do, as though you were working for the Lord rather than for people. Can, 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 can we choose to be a people... Uh, a holy set-apart nation that would seek the Lord. And, and you know, by the way, doesn't Second Chronicles seven fourteen say, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, turn from their wicked ways, here's the promise of heaven. Then I will hear from heaven, will forgive their sin and heal their land. Oh, man. I'm praying for a turning point. I'm praying that we would turn from our wicked ways. Then God will step in and bring the healing and the restoration and the revival that is needed. Are you with me today? For those of you that are out there struggling today, let me just share you with something. Living for God is always better. It is. May not always be popular. So if you're into that, if you need approval, if you need the shout outs and the accolades and the, those hands on the emoji, whatever for your stuff, but if that's what brings you worth and value and identity, you do you, boo. But I'm just telling you, it won't last. The only one that can truly satisfy and fulfill, one more. The only thing 
that will truly fill this void in your life is this man named Jesus. He will fill it. He will overflow it. And yeah, you will be able to put those praise hands together and those claps because your Father in heaven will be pleased with you. Come on, church, let's stand up. Let's stand up. Let's stand up and worship together because I'm telling you, his ways are better. His ways are better. We make room for him to move in our lives today. Father, we're going to trust you. Have your way in this moment. Praise you, Lord.